0: Hello everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast and I think I should start off by saying I humbly apologise for not being able to record a podcast episode in the past couple of months I think to be quite honest, things have been very busy on my end not only managing my farm and its demands and going through audits Um, I was also recently appointed CEO of a farmers development organisation based in the Eastern Cape And I've been trying to just immerse myself within the development space, which has been a huge learning curve for me. Over and above that, also just doing all the other things that I do within the agri space. So I must admit, the podcast did tend to lag a bit or fall behind. However, I must say, I have found some help to, you know, organize a couple of things for the podcast and um, just get going. So I promise going forward. I won't take a break for so long, and even if I do, I will announce it. However, yeah, I'm happy to say that the podcast is back into action, back into the swing of things, and I just want to say thank you to each and every one of you that's listening and that has been supporting the podcast. I've been seeing the downloads week in, week out, even though um, I've been MIA for the past couple of months, so I really I'm happy to see that the podcast is instilling some value, um, is inspiring you guys, is teaching you a thing or two, and um, just connecting you with people that you would not ordinarily have access to. But yeah, thanks so much for supporting the podcast. And to get into this week's episode, I'm speaking to Alina and Pilani from Founders Factory Africa. They are an organization that assists founders and startups just to get their businesses going and early age, um, early age companies, really, to meet their objectives, to, 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 inv- to connect them with investors, to connect them with opportunities. And you'll hear in our conversation that the agri-sector has still so much room to grow, especially from an investment point of view. And I think across the continent, it's such an exciting time to be in because entrepreneurs are coming up with fantastic businesses, fantastic solutions, um, great models to really help the problems that we face in agri-tech, fintech, as well as the health tech industries. So let me, wa- let me know what you think of the podcast episode. What, once you've listened to it, please rate it from whichever platform you're listening to and keep supporting the podcast and subscribing. And yeah, I hope you enjoy the conversation. My name is Mbalinoko and welcome to the Mbalinoko podcast. I'm a farmer and I created this podcast to discuss all things agriculture. I will be interviewing and having in-depth conversations with industry experts such as farmers, scientists, agronomists, agri tech specialists to policymakers and investors. Basically, anyone you can think of in agriculture and across its value chain. So let's dive right into today's episode. Alina and Pilani, thank you so much for coming on through to the podcast. Um, how are you guys doing?
1: Good, We're doing good, really good. well.
0: Fantastic. Alina, I believe you are based in London. Uh, tell me what are you doing there for the Founders Factory and what Pilani's role is
1: um, as well for the Founders Factory? Very good to be here and thank you, Mali, for having us. Uh, we're very thrilled uh, to be taking part in this, uh, in this podcast and to be talking to you and your audience. Nice. Um, so, unfortunately, I am today in London. Um, most of the time I'm trying to be in in Johannesburg and South Africa and other parts of Africa, uh, which is where we work. Um, but I'm Chief Strategy Officer and co-founder at FFA and so my remit and mandate is to make sure Founders Factory Africa is successful and continues to grow in the continent so we can continue to deliver value uh, to the early stage tech entrepreneurs uh, in Africa. And Pilani, do you want to introduce yourself?
2: Sure, oh, sure, so um, hey Mbali um, and hey, hey to your listeners. Um, I am an investment manager at Founders Factory Africa and I'm really focused on investing in fintech, ag tech and health tech businesses on the continent um, with our focus areas being East, West and South Africa.
0: Awesome. So why those specific uh, segments, fintech,
1: health tech and agri tech? Why from an investment point of view? It's a really great question. So I think when we as uh, Founders Back to Africa is We are uh, an investor, so you can think of us as um, investing in early stage companies, but we also are a venture builder um, as well as an accelerator. So we uh, build our companies and launch companies, new companies in the market, Um, but we also help existing uh, early stage or seed stage um, entrepreneurs uh, to grow their businesses to Series A and beyond and to scale their ventures. And so if you think about it from that perspective, when we look at the market, we see huge opportunities, but also challenges um, in the continent um, that we'd like to be solving for across different sectors. Um, so from a, an opportunity perspective, fintech, agritech, and health tech um, were definitely top of mind for us. But if you look at it from a commercial and investment perspective as well, those are the sectors that we see will deliver um, exits. Um, and if you look at the VC landscape, that is where we see a lot of activity happening. So both from an opportunity and investment perspective um, and scalability perspective, we thought that those three sectors were really advantageous for us and our investors, uh, but also our entrepreneurs and our portfolio.
0: Wow. So still on that point, Alina, I mean, the common thread here is tech, right? Do you believe that technology is at the forefront of solving a lot of the problems that we face in, 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 in the financial sector, in the health sector, as well as the agricultural sector?
1: Well, oh, I love that you asked that question. Um, so <laughs> we are not tech determinants. Um, we believe in investing in businesses that are tech enabled. Uh, but definitely not tech-focused or um, tech-only focused. And what I mean by that is um, as a business, in order to build a viable and sustainable and scalable business, you cannot just build a technology and and try and sort of distribute that technology. You have to build for people, for human beings, and you have to build local solutions for local problems. And so we um, we have seen a lot of entrepreneurs who unfortunately are trying to build this new uh, uh, sexy technology, an app or platform, but they forget to think about their users. So technology is definitely an enabler, but it's definitely not the first thing that you should be building. You should be building the products that people love.
0: Agreed. We should be building solutions for people. Um, Pilani, I believe you're a farmer. What do you farm over and above um, being an investor?
2: Yeah, um thanks for that. So um we well, I founded a business called um Nason Foods. Um and we do high-value crops such as uh peppers, tomatoes, cherry tomatoes, habaneros, um, that sort of thing. Um, and we grow that out of the the south of south of Johannesburg under nets and in greenhouses.
0: Mm. And so why do you feel um it's important for you to play in the investment space and uh yeah, how, what What opportunities are you pursuing where agriculture and technology meet?
2: Yeah, I, I think um, the, I guess the investment space is something that I've been a part of for, for, for some time now, probably the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I think it adds an additional lens to, to my farming journey in that um, as much as it's sort of, uh, I guess, a bare basics type industry, I think there are a lot of opportunities to sort of, um, optimize and make the farming process more efficient and what being involved in the investment space helps with is just being able to identify the, those opportunities and and sort of growth vectors
0: yeah I'm actually glad that you're a farmer um, because you don't get a lot of investors who are actual farmers you know or understand the intricacies that happen on the ground uh, where production is concerned so um you know, with a lot of new entrants and maybe those farmers that are already existing in the sector, they are looking for expansion opportunities. They're looking for investment opportunities, whether it's equity or non-equity. What's, what do you think are the most important factors that farmers should take when it comes to dealing or engaging with investors?
2: Um, I think from a high level, I think the, the main thing is on an initial, like Um, initial level is just to get your farming operation right, um, to get quality produce at scale, um, and to be able to sort of replicate your outcomes. At that point, when you engage with investors, um, you're having a conversation about expansion, where you're sure of the footing that you're coming off of, and your ability to produce the end end product that uh, sort of um, is deliverable to the market um, and can access sort of those broader market opportunities. Mm.
0: Mm. And how different is investing in ag tech compared to fintech as well as health tech?
2: I would say, I mean, from, from, from my, my, my time in the space, I think it's ag tech is slightly more challenging in that the outcomes are long tailed. So if you look at, for instance, a fintech opportunity, you ideate, uh, create a product, test the product um, and sort of scale that product in a very short sp- period of time. Whereas if you're looking at the farming journey, if you create a, a, a product for a farmer or a solution for a farmer, it might be three, four months before they they sort of fully test the product um, with their crop or are able to optimize sort of their, their planting and growing process. So I think the, 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 the outcomes are a lot um, sort of more, more spaced. Um, and so, so it's a bit more challenging from an investor perspective um, to operate in the space.
1: I think that's a very important point um, that Polani just made, and um, maybe to add to to the previous point as well as as kind of the the difference between um, let's say traditional grant focused or debt focused even um, space and 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 more the kind of the VC and, and tech enabled space within agriculture. That risk return um, between and how investors see the risk and the return on their active investments vis-à-vis, let's say, fintech and health tech and other sectors. Is very different because tech is still a nascent um, a nascent sort of ecosystem. We're still yet to see kind of really scaled uh, examples of uh, ACTEC uh, entrepreneurs and models. We definitely have a few, but nowhere near as 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 many as as on the Fintech, health tech and other sector side. And so when when Polani sort of thinks about and talks about what farmers need to look at um, and and and, uh, and think about when entering, a more sort of commercial minded space it's definitely a shift for them to think about the fundamentals and the way they run the business. It's looking at sort of what success looks like might be different um, if you're running a, a small to medium enterprise as opposed to a tech venture, how you uh, parlay with your investors and LPs and, and how you take risk. Again, um, You know what is the speed of your growth of the business and what is the methodology and approach to getting um, your venture to that? So I think it's a very important um, point that you and Philani just raised.
0: Yeah. And Alina, with, with the few Ag Tech companies that you've just started to engage with or invest with, what have you learned um, from investing, building, and, and just working with the entrepreneurs in
1: that space? Yeah, we're I mean I would say we're incredibly privileged to be working with um so many um fascinating entrepreneurs and and, and founders and you may know already. Um, we have some founders that, um, as I said, we build uh, companies with and, and and launch brand new uh, ventures in market. And others, uh, as I mentioned, that we um, that are ex- already existing and have already been um, in existence with with a product to market and. and uh, and customers and investors, and so we support them to get them to, to scale. And so from the Actic ventures that we worked with, um, the likes of Senefa in Kenya, uh, which is a smart farming solutions, um, uses both hardware and software um, to basically support farmers to increase um, their productivity and increase their yield, um, to companies like Foodlock in Nigeria, uh, which is a marketplace for food products and consumer goods, Um, that basically matches kind of the demand from large buyers to the production management of smallholder farmers um, to others. And we've got two exciting ventures that are currently in the build process. Um, One is in Nigeria, Uh, which is a digital platform for purchase order management um, uh, and and another one that's on the way uh, that you'll be hearing about very soon. And so from that, um, what we see is the uh, uh, sort of uh, a really huge diversity of problems that we're solving for um, within the kind of the ag tech space. And that value chain is quite vast and, and very much fragmented. So Um, Again, as Palani was mentioning, you know, there's no um, one set of crop that is the same. There's no market that is the same. Um, The farmers are also um, quite diversified. They're not uh, homogenous, you know, typology of farmers. You've got the uh, subsistence farmers, you've got the peri-urban farmers, you know. And so that sort of diversity means that we as um, sort of tech enablers and 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 builders and and, um, supporters of, of companies and founders really need to um, look at the very specific uh, uh, problems uh, on the ground um, as opposed to try and solve for the entire value chain. Mm.
0: Um, so,
1: again, it comes back to that user centricity. Um, but Pilani, please share your thoughts um, on that question too. Sure, thanks.
2: Yeah, no, 100% aligned. I think um, it's it's an interesting space to be operating in. Um, and it's it's interesting to find, I guess, the nuances of the different markets, and again, the nuances of the different customers that we're building for. So, so yeah, super excited about the space.
0: Yeah, um, with Founders Factory being um, you know present across the African continent, where can you say? Well, in which countries can you say uh, you've seen a lot of growth from an ag tech perspective, and what makes those economies? more interesting as compared to the others? Uh, Alina, Pilani, either one can take this question. Pilani, do you want to go first? <laughs> well,
2: I'm happy to speak about sort of the broad African opportunities. So okay. I think one of the the, the sort of nuances with, with Africa is that you have this, I guess, very disaggregated um, farming community where um, if you look at, I guess, the South African context, you have a small number of sort of commercial farmers that are growing Uh, the predominant amount of produce, whereas when you look at the rest of Africa, it's it's really a smallholder farming market, which is employing the majority of the people and sort of producing uh, the majority of the produce. So Mm -hmm. I think that the the broad market dynamic and uh, I I guess the the opportunity is significant if you're creating solutions which address that that sort of problem um, and the challenges that smallholder farmers face. And really, the way I see it is almost um, largely like infrastructure-type problems in that space. Um, Things like uh, market access, access to finance, um, uh, sort of optimizing your your processes, et cetera. Um, And then sort of in the individual markets, um, I mean, Alina, happy for you to jump in here, but um, we're super excited about the markets that we operate in, um, in East, West, and, and, and sort of Southern Africa.
1: Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, what's really exciting is um, again, the, the, the sort of the divergence um, of uh, the different uh, regions and the, and the different markets. So I think traditionally we've seen um, a lot of opportunities coming out of East Africa, right. And I think that's kind of the darling of the agritech um, or agriculture. Um, and East Africa has its own, um, it's called a distinctive characteristics in terms of you know the, the kind of the weather patterns, the climate, again, the types of crops that are being cultivated, the kind of the the land um, proximity and and the the, the infrastructure, and that's very different to other parts of Africa. Um, And as Pilani mentioned, we take the view that um, whilst there might be some markets that that have emerged as the, uh, let's say, more predominant uh, 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 kind of winners in the space, there's still Agritech is still very much under-resourced and and, um, and there's a lack of capital that's flowing into it. Um, I think the latest figures were something like less than 5%, and I think it's circling um, circa 3.5% of all venture capital goes towards Agritech.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I mean, that's, that's absolutely uh, dismal when you look at the other sectors. And so we take the view that, you know, despite uh, uh, or, or rather um, not a sector, speci- sorry, not a market specific um, uh, support, but we actually like to look at which founders will. Uh, build amazing products for um for 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 the farmers and for other users and have the potential to take uh, those solutions to scale that will benefit across regions right again that focus on um uh, multi- sort of market um and a multi um expansion approach to build scalable um scalable solutions for for millions of peoples uh, and not just in one specific market
0: yeah Aline, i'm glad that you mentioned that um you know the agri tech space is one of the most difficult space for for founders to really grow in that in that in that sector. Um, but why do you think it's so? Is it because the agricultural sector is vastly understood? Do you think there's you know a, a, um, a diverse range of different farmers, different commodities that are being farmed? You know the potential risks that. Farming is exposed to, do you think there's just too many challenges to solve and they're not easily, um, yeah, they're not, are they not easily addressed um, or is it not easy to find solutions to help solve those problems? But why do you think ag tech specifically is one of the hardest spaces to build um,
1: for tech founders? Yeah, I think you've definitely captured a lot of them and those challenges that you've spoken about, definitely sort of the infrastructure, Um, what Polanyi was talking about earlier, which is the kind of the value um, uh, that is derived from agritech might be more quote unquote patient, right? Might be more long-term yep. um, versus let's say fintech, that's much more immediate. If you're thinking about mobile money and and transferring and accessing money, it's it's much more immediate. And so coming back to from a again from a, an investor or commercial perspective. Um, the realization of your returns um, is a kind of could be more risky and perceived is definitely more risky within agritech still uh, but b sort of you need to have a different lens um, of, of, of patience uh, to when you when you sort of seek those returns but beyond sort of those two the, those two pieces what's what's also um, quite evident um, and, and i think um, not enough is being talked about Um is the the kind of the differences in the types of entrepreneurs that are starting um, tech-enabled agri-tech businesses. And what we've seen is um, that diversity is quite key. You know, you've got some entrepreneurs that have an incredible operational background and uh, are perhaps farmers themselves, you know, um, (laughs) and come into the space and start businesses um, and that's very different from a farmer, uh, sorry, from an entrepreneur or founder that has a very academic, um, you know, uh, a background that comes from, you know, he, he could be an agronomist, for example, and really understands the technical aspects of it um, versus a founder who is well versed within, um, let's call it the kind of the technology and business ecosystem and can speak the language and can, you know, work with and engage investors to raise money easily. So. All of those kind of considerations uh, are also quite interesting to us. And we've got um, you know, again, a diversity of entrepreneurs that we work with. And I think um there's no sort of, let's call it, there's no right answer, but there's definitely challenges that come with um, you know, uh, with entrepreneurs sort of starting businesses in the space, um, having to navigate um uh, kind of the, the the challenges that stem from you know from 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 that as well.
2: Just just to add to that, I think also. And and Bali, you'll know this. Um, The customer that you're serving, being the farmer, um, the adoption curve is a lot steeper um, in terms of introducing new solutions. I don't think um, our farming landscape is as explorative in terms of new technologies Mm -hmm. and adopting different methods. Um, I think we we go with the tried and tested quite often um, and don't really have sort of the room to, to experiment as much. So I think that's one of the challenges that 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 sort of founders in the in in the space face, um, just getting the customer to actually adopt their technology and, and trial, trial their products.
0: Yeah. I was actually going to ask as well, Pilani, is that you know, being both a, a farmer and an investor, but now wearing your investor's hat, why do you think investors should learn or know more about the agri space?
2: I'd say um, in terms of the agri-space, I think it's just being aware um, that the outcomes, um, again, like I said earlier, aren't as rapid as other sectors. I think it's a very sort of technical discipline where um, a lot of work goes into sort of producing an outcome. um, And there are a lot of sort of externalities that you can't control for in farming. So you might have the best models and the best products, et cetera, et cetera. But ultimately, a free hail storm or um, a sort of uh, a freak set of pests uh, could affect your yields. So so I think it's just yeah, important to be aware of, 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 I guess, most importantly, the externalities that you can't control for in the sector.
0: Yeah. So focusing more on Founders Factory and its operations or basically how you support farmers. What does venture support for agri-tech farmers
1: look like at FFA? Yeah, I can start with that. And, Pilani, please do add. Um, So at Fanos Factory Africa, we basically um, have three sort of main um, uh, uh, kind of value adds or additionalities that that we bring to the table. One is that, and first and foremost, we have a very diverse, operational, and most importantly, specialised team. So we are um, now almost 40 Uh, full-time experts and specialists across um, Africa, um, you know, that that are working um, from across different disciplines that are required um, by entrepreneurs to grow a business. That's everything from investments uh, like Pilani um, to design to engineering um, and uh, to product to growth and and many others. Um, And that we believe is very important um, to answer your question to build a business but most importantly to then actually grow the business as well. Um, so that piece is is our number one sort of um, uh, value add to to working with entrepreneurs, and the other two, not to be sort of underestimated, is that we're backed by very exciting corporates and um, and a foundation. So our anchor investor in Founders Factory Africa is Standard Bank Group, um, and we work closely with Standard Bank and. and um, in being able to create uh, what we call unfair advantage between um, our entrepreneurs and, and companies uh, and, and uh, partnerships between themselves and Standard Bank, as well as other partners that we have in our network. Um, our our uh, agritech partner is Small Foundation, um, and that is a, a family office and foundation based in Europe. I'm really excited that they've come in and saw the opportunity. Um, they've been working in Africa for a very long time Um, and partnered with FFA to really deliver both an impact and commercial um, portfolio of businesses um, that we're building in agritech. So those two things are are really important. And and as you can tell, the kind of the third, um, last but not least, is this market access piece um, that all entrepreneurs require in order to to build and and grow a business. So from a high level, um, it's the kind of the operational hands-on team that work with the entrepreneurs. It's the kind of the corporate and the um, foundation kind of specialized investors uh, and the network of other partners, but it's also the market access um, that is global that we uh, give uh, uh, access to, to, to our founders. But Pilani, do you want to add in terms of the kind of the 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 more in depth process of what goes on behind uh, working with entrepreneurs at FFA.
2: Yeah, I, I think um, really our secret sauce and 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 why we sort of stand out in the market is uh, being a business that actually has founders that have built businesses um, from ground up and uh, create solutions for the founders in our uh, in our stable um, and really walking that path and that journey with them. Um, in terms of even from an initial concept stage, all the way up to raising additional levels of capital to sort of further further their their solutions and their offering. So I think that's 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 really where where we find our strength um, is being able to build alongside founders because we have sort of the expertise um, and and have walked the journey um, in some other businesses
0: yeah for how long does the support look like is it 6 months 12 months is it a, is it a 3 year program etc and furthermore do you ever find um, ag tech entrepreneurs coming to you with a specific problem, uh, sorry, with coming to you with a specific solution, trying to solve a specific problem. However, you find that a few months down the line, uh, you know, their offering has completely changed 360 because, you know, having a different perspective with um, all the investors and founders factory, um, you start to see a new idea emerge, a new a new business unfold from that.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a really good question, Vali. Um, so first of all, when we uh, invest in an entrepreneur, um, and we do really invest in the entrepreneur and the founder um, and their vision for their business, it really is a relationship for life or at least until they exit the company and, and are a successful unicorn. Um, and so we really see that engagement and that relationship is very important. Um, so yes, we're an investor, but first and foremost, as Polanyi has just said, we're a partner in their business. And so from that perspective, we are all, the entire team and, and, and our investors are all Uh, incentivized and driven by supporting these entrepreneurs throughout their journey. Having said that, of course, you know, practically speaking, um, with building and scaling 88 companies, um, that's quite a sizable uh, volume of businesses. We do need to put in some parameters, but also um, from from, um, a go-to-market perspective, we definitely are focusing on speed. So for us, sort of the quick iteration, uh, the quick learning, the quick pivoting, um, and therefore getting um, much faster to the kind of successful outcome for every business is is key rather than sort of taking a long time um, and and sort of uh, doing a lot of research and then building out and and, and taking um, you know too long of a time to to actually um, get to market. So from that perspective, you know from a venture builder perspective uh, aside, um, anywhere between sort of um, you know eight to twelve months um, is when you might go from from an absolute idea and opportunity space to launching a, a standalone venture and market with a customer and, and, and investors and you know an initial product offering that's been sort of uh, tested on on um, initial customers and and, and users. Um, so that's on the venture builder side. Um, and, you know, the, the companies that we work with that are, have already been uh, uh, sort of launched in market at seed stage, um, we usually work with them in, in sort of sprints and, and engage very intensely over sort of a six-month period, but then continue to support after the fact as they continue to be our sort of alumni companies um, in the portfolio. Um, but Pilani, do you want to talk about the second part of the question?
2: Yeah, definitely. So, so I think in terms of just entrepreneurs coming into the program with solutions which they they think are right for sort of the problem that they're solving, I think we we actually encourage sort of the testing and validation of those solutions against the problem and speaking to your customers and being super customer-centric um, in creating those solutions. And we, we encourage the ability to sort of pivot and adapt um, and and uh, I guess uh, create alternate solutions to to better address the problem. So um, yeah, very supportive of that sort of sort of ideation, testing, and and sort of results process.
0: All right. So where can people find you, and how do they reach out to either yourself, Alina, or Pilani?
1: Pilani, how do we find you?
0: <laughs> Where do you sit, brother? Where are
2: you? <laughs> so, so, yeah, we're, we're, we're based in, in Johannesburg and in Bromfontein. Um, if you want to to reach myself, uh, you can pop me an email, uh, pilani.mzila at foundersfactory.co. Um, and, yeah, happy to discuss any sort of ideas, opportunities, um, et cetera, with entrepreneurs.
1: And I'm more of an in-person person person. Uh, as much as we are a technology company. I love people and I love meeting people. So Mm -hmm. as much as possible, I try and uh, make that happen in today's world. Uh, But you can find us at foundersfactoryafrica.com. You will see uh, our LinkedIn and Twitter and Facebook. Uh, So please do engage. We love conversations like this. We love to engage with different stakeholders, entrepreneurs, founders, investors, partners, partners. Um, You know, this is this this is a very collaborative um, effort and agri-tech and agriculture more broadly sector needs more partners, needs more investors, needs more entrepreneurs, needs more solutions. So let's keep this conversation going and, and hit us up. Great. Thank you so much, Alina and Pilani. I couldn't
0: agree more. Uh, we need to collaborate. We need to speak with investors, farmers, um, experts in the industry. I think that's just the only way in which the agriculture sector could grow. And I'm obviously going to be biased because I am a farmer. Um, so, yeah, but uh, thank you so much for your time. I think this was a fantastic conversation.
1: Ali, thank you so much. Thank, and you, thank you, you,
0: Pilani. Thank you for listening to this episode. Your feedback is always important. Therefore, please rate and review this podcast. You can follow me on social media at Mbalinwoko, on Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, as well as YouTube. Should you wish to contact me directly, kindly send me an email at info at Look out for next week's episode. Until then, take care.